Good morning to everybody. Bezrat Hashem Yisbarach. We're up to Shir number 62. Okay, we're learning today Lila Nishmas Avraham Mordechai ben Shlomo Eliyahu. Okay, so like we mentioned last year, we're just trying to go through some various miscellaneous Bishel Shilas before we get to other parts of Bishel, which again, Shehia, Hatmana, and Chazara. Um, and some of the Shilas we're mentioning, I just want to preface with saying that here and there, you know, somebody might come up with a, well, it's mutter, might be mutter for this reason or or various reasons whereby bishasat chak, psik resh, or the like. But again, these are simple things that we could try and avoid. Why get into machlaikis? So one of the one of the um, Shilas come up sometimes is regular wiping hands um, in a towel near a heat source also. Last time we mentioned sometimes putting coat or gloves or a wet, wet scarf or wet garments next to a heat source like a radiator, hot air vents or the like would be a problem. The same thing, wiping hands um, in a towel where it becomes fairly moist. So a drop of moisture might probably not be a major issue, but once you wipe a few times, it starts to get fairly moist and it's near a heat source. Moving up again above Yatsaledis by that towel, the moisture on the towel gets above Yatsaledis by um, one will be running into a issue of also, sometimes one has a, a towel that might be covering an urn or a pot in a way whereby it's not hatmana, which we're going to learn about. Uh, there are certain ways to cover um, sometimes re- um, uh, urns, pots, or the like, which we will see Bezrus Hashem in the future. But using that towel, again, to wipe one's hands um, and putting moisture into the towel, thereby bringing the moisture up to above Yad Saladispoi, one is running into a problem of Bishel. You know, sometimes it comes up, that's the first thing he sees, he washes his hands, that's the first towel he might see, but just to pay attention and thereby try and use either a different towel or a, a cut piece of paper towel or a napkin or the like. Very interesting, Shaila. <clears throat> Excuse me, I found in the Sefer Lamites Malachis, um, sometimes one pours hot water uh, into a plastic cup. Let's say he'll pour from the urn. I know by myself I use sometimes a plastic cup. You need a klishlishi, or one is preferably supposed to use a klishlishi. We mentioned um, in the making coffee and all these other issues. Um, so now one of the cups we're going to use is a plastic cup. But this, the cup, when he pours the water from the urn, sometimes it's very hot, and sometimes it'll bend the cup slightly out of shape. Or sometimes one uses a spoon, mixing the um, the hot a liquid with a spoon, a plastic spoon, and sometimes it bends a little bit out of shape. So maybe the question is, maybe we'll say that's bishel because you have now heat that's changing the form of an item. Um, and Mishabur mentions in the beginning that changing form of an item with heat, that would be a, a shaila of bishel. So the Sefer Lamites Malachas actually brings from a Shevet HaLevi, Shaila Sechuvah Shevet HaLevi, he says that even though this is, this is actually, yeah, it's taka heat making a change in an item, but since this melting effect is totally incidental and undesired, it's Ene Begedah Malacha, it's, it's Mamish Bechlal, not in the Gedah of Malacha, where we could say that there's some sort of Kavana for a Psikresha or not a Psikresha. In other words, um, the malachas and Shabbos in general uh, stem from, or they're totally in, they rely on kavana. That's the main issue as to making it deraiso, psikreshes, or all many different issues whereby you need kavana for the actual malacha. Over here, this bechlal, says the Shevet Alevi, bechlal, no kavana at all 
for this melacha taking place, for this action taking place of the melting of the cup slightly. And of course, it's extremely slightly, melting of the cup or melting of the spoon, thereby says the Shevet HaLevi would not be a problem, even though it might be a psik ratio whereby it happens automatically. He also mentions B'Shem the Shevet HaLevi that due to that factor, um, that it would also not fall into the uh, gather of Malacha Shein Srichel Agufa, which we're going to talk about all these things in the future, Bezras Hashem. Just one side note I just want to mention. I know I could add an extra thing that I heard B'Shem, my Rebbe, Rebbe Shlomo Perl, Zechitzadik Levracha, that is when you have a psik ratio, something that will happen automatically, which we're going to discuss more details, Bezras Hashem, what exactly that means. When Basically what it means is when I'm doing an action and some other illegal Shabbos action comes out of it, it's, it is also to do on Shabbos. But the various details evolve, so we're not going to get too much into it. But my Rabbi Shlomo Prolis used to say, I forgot where he brought it down from, that uh, if you have a psik ratio and it's like ichbis, like klal, in other words, it's like totally, not just it'll happen automatically, it's good for the person, or it'll ha- happen automatically, and the person really doesn't care less if it happens, but it's actually a bad thing. It happens automatically, and it's actually a bad thing for that person in that action that's taking place, then l'chayra many times will just say it's mutter altogether. And over here, you know, I, I don't want my plastic cup to get bent out of place because many times I'll use it again. I'm going to either drink from it or use it again as a cliche, cliche, so I would not want my cup to get bent out of place. Uh, you know, my spoon also, sometimes you might use a spoon to uh, to drink from the spoon or, or whatever the case is while the person's mixing. So he doesn't want to bend the spoon. So that could be another. But again, we'll talk about all those um, issues in the future. Just to go real quickly through, which we've mentioned in the past, but I just want to go through it, the three steps of a pot cover, um, assuming that the food is 100% totally cooked and some whatever reason somebody picks up a pot cover on Shabbos. Um, and again, the food is 100% cooked, the food is on the flame. That's, we're not going to talk about that part of it, but as far as the pot cover goes itself, for example, if one has an open pot on Shabbos and the food is 100% cooked, now he wants to put a pot cover onto that pot that was not there from before, one has to make sure it's 100% dry because there might be droplets that from washing before or the like that were never cooked. So that's for sure a new pot cover that's put on a pot of food that's totally cooked on the flame above Yatzalet display, of course, must be totally dry if he picked up the pot cover um, to look inside for whatever reason and it's totally cooked the food now he finds droplets on the pot cover as long as those droplets did not cool down they're still above yatsala despite or they're very lukewarm like the ramah also, he could just go ahead and cover it again. No problem on those droplets as far as getting recooked ein bishlach bishlach if those droplets inside of the cover were that were of course already cooked now cooled down uh, below lukewarm he should preferably try and either shake it off or give it a quick wipe um, that's preferably preferably what should be done but the evid if he did not um, definitely it would not be a problem because the droplets were already cooked but again if possible like we said we try and do what the best thing possible shake it off give it a quick wipe out okay that's lochem brach everybody thank you so much for listening cold of